Hello everyone and welcome to the Artful Athlete Podcast episode 88. Hello and welcome if you're new to this podcast because I see you. I see you new listeners who popped in over the weekend. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Make yourself at home. You've got a new episode every Thursday and this little Artful Athlete Podcast production is here to help you to connect to your own artful self, connect to your voice and embody it with strength and embody it all with balance and style in art and in life. My name is Sigolène, you can call me Sigo. I have taken my passion for wellness and my experience in the arts industry and the wellness industry and the Artful Athlete and this podcast are the fruit of this um, industry experience and passion marriage. So this is a blend of artful advice, of voice advice, and of wellness advice through the lens of uh, what is humbly me. <laughs> Over the past couple of weeks, we've been exploring resilience, why it's something to cultivate. And last week, I talked to you about five practices and exercises I've personally used to help grow this resilience and fuel my mindset and drive over the years. So today, I'll tell you a bit more about what I do now pretty much daily to help fuel this resilience learning because the learning never stops. On a side note, when it comes to choosing a topic for a series or, or an episode, I tend to sit with myself and see what I feel called to at the moment. Because this podcast is very much an extension of who I am. It lives and breathes the same air I do. Because we're one and the reflection exercise that I put myself through to create this content has helped this podcast grow, obviously, but it's also helped me grow too. It's helped me to integrate the lessons and start new conversations. And... Yeah, for that I'm, I'm, I'm deeply thankful. And obviously I'm also incredibly thankful to you, lovely voices listening. Lovely voices that I've interacted with over this past year and a half. And to come back to our resilience topic at hand, having this weekly moment with you has definitely pushed me forward and helped me grow. So I am thankful to past me for having dared and having had the gut to dive in and give this experience a full go. And for having kept going, even when things got hard, even if my heart was heavy or my head was full, I am grateful for having put in the work and grateful for the voices this podcast touches. Gratitude is so important, dare I say essential, if you're trying to cultivate resilience. Having a little moment of gratitude for what you've done for what you've committed to, for what you've experienced today, it's a must. Like, like all things, honestly, there's times when, when even taking that moment to look on the bright side isn't easy. I think that it gets easier with practice. But also, you shouldn't or you don't have to force it. You don't have to force and impose the positivity, because now that's toxic and muting even sometimes. We'll talk about it one day. I say that a lot, and then don't think that I forget about it. I actually do a list of then the things, huh, I mentioned this, and I need to talk about it. And I believe that these things come when the time is right. So 
it's coming soon. <laughs> but no, if, if you're going through a stressful and tough time, how about going back to the little things? Because that's what I do. I don't always write it down, but I recall that when I do, usually before bed, it lightens my sleep and eases my mind a wee bit. If you're going through the wave, don't fight the wave. Look at the scenery and give thanks to the elements that connect to you from that scenery. The elements that you relate or felt at ease with. Today, as I'm writing the notes to prepare for the recording, which is past me speaking through today me, which is weird, I, I stared at the crows on the tree by my window. I've been where I am in this, in this uh, flat and in this room for nine years. And it's the first year that they decided to perch themselves here, right on this tree by my window. And I'm thankful for this little natural distraction because it's making me look at a familiar view with a new pair of eyes, a new pair of goggles. So can you look at your day and the ordinary with a new set of eyes? A gratitude practice starts in the little things, but its echo ripples through every single layer of your mind, your body, and your heart. Another thing that I personally make time for every day in one way, shape, or form is a physical flow practice. Obviously, when you move about, science tells us about all the good stuff it does for us, building muscles, sweating away the stress, and so on and so forth. For me, the time that I spend working out, flowing through a yoga or animal flow practice, or running, or just doing a 30-minute to 45-minute intensive workout, these are some of the most healing moments of my day. As some of you might remember, movement wasn't something I could commit to for a while, and then I had to reteach my body a lot of things. And transforming yourself physically to get to a goal, now that stuff is painful. <laughs> the doms and the pain you get post-workout some days some days, in all honesty, those were brutal. And yet I'd show up the next day for more. And actually, you know what? I, I didn't used to run. Not my thing, not my jam. I taught myself during lockdown, like many other people. And then I was kind of dipping in and out. Then I got myself a running buddy in another country. Hello, my love, if you're listening. <laughs> I know she's listening. I know she's listening. She was my running buddy and she still is my running buddy after a year. But we're in different countries, but we'd let each other know. I've gone for a run, pictures and videos to document, you know, the pains that you go through when you run. All the joys as well, the joys that you get from running. But anyway, that was a side note. But basically, I got myself this wonderful friend as a running buddy. And then I, I built running into a regular practice, like three or four times a week. Then last summer happened with the shock of the periodontal illness diagnostic and emergency surgery and recovery. And I stopped. For some reason, I have decided I want to run a half marathon this year. I don't know why. I've just decided that's something I want for myself. Now, having been out of practice for a bit, obviously, I eased myself gently back into running at the end of January. And eventually, I turned to this little program to get myself to a physical flow 10k run. I'd never run one before. The program had me run three times a week, alternating sprints, gentle jogs, and stronger runs. And 11 weeks later, 
I ran my first 10K last Sunday. And as I made it to my own finish line, I took a few steps and I felt a wave of emotion take over. Uh, I cried. There's no other way to call it. I just cried. I walked a little and eventually found the bench near mine facing some greenery bits. And I had mixed voices coming through through the sobbing and the tears and you're just there being like why and it was cold so i was running with a beanie hat so i was taking my beanie and sliding it over the eyebrows so that it covers the eyes and you just yeah no just having this moment just decompressing whatever this is and that's when the voices came in and it was like this is what it feels like to accomplish a goal this is what every practice every run has led to this is what listening to your thoughts and giving them a physical outlet has allowed you to build. It's allowed you to build the strength to pull through. And that's so true. That's so true. At first, you know, it's surprising. You've just crossed your own finish line. You should just be woohoo. And there I was, you know, going from running into walking. And then the sob came. And it was just very disarming because you have this emotion. And this physical manifestation of this emotion, which is attached to, you know, sadness and, and all the things. But actually, when, you know, the, the thoughts and the, the, this little voice kind of came through and became clearer, I, I think this may have been a manifestation of my own resilience, of what it meant to go through these practices, even if some of them were horrendous. But... You know, having a physical practice where you flow, because running has become this for me, this very flowing energy where my brain is so tremendously relaxed. And for this, I have to give thanks to having followed the advice and guidance and exercises from the Oxygen Advantage and from Jacko from School of Calisthenics, who I interviewed last year, and I've been in touch ever since. He does monthly free breath sessions using the oxygen advantage method and i really strongly recommend to look at his suggestions because you know i use breath in a different capacity with different methods and for me running had been this big hurdle because it's not that my legs couldn't go on it's just that i couldn't breathe doing it and combining a mentality of when i run when i do something that's physically hard i'm going to tell my brain to calm down one way or another. Well, a great way of doing that is using your breath. And I do that in everything else. But somehow, for years, I didn't think of applying this to running. Go figure. But it's fine. You know, we live and learn. But anyway, Jacko, David Jackson, I'll put his um, episode in the description box and also his Instagram link. Go follow, look into the Oxygen Advantage. Phenomenal. But anyway, having, having a physical practice where you flow, having a physical goal, it's, it's a very straightforward way to build resilience into your life because there's logic and, and progression with a visible result and a tangible impact. So my question to you would be, what physical practice would you be able to dedicate yourself to daily or multiple times a week? Doesn't have to be something hardcore, not telling you to go running, not telling you to go do a hit or whatever is the current vibe <laughs> these days maybe it could just be a walk maybe it's something else what physical practice would you be able to dedicate yourself to daily or multiple times a week and so last sunday after that run that that moment on the bench 
I took myself home, a few tears kind of still dropping here and there, but thanks to my trusted beanie, <laughs> it was soaking some of it up. Um, and you gotta let that stuff flow anyway, like it's better out than in when it comes to this. But I got home, stretched, and I made sure I had music playing to get my head in the game in a way, and to also kind of dictate how long I would be in certain positions. But after I was done, I just sat in silence. I sat in silence for a bit. And that's something I do every day. Every day I have a moment of complete silence. Because silence is golden and healing. And we spend so much of our lives listening to music, podcasts, radio, news, TV, ads and whatnot. Add the sound of traffic and ringtones and other voices and other noises. There's the sounds you put on to drown the outside world and the ones you put on to ignore the inside voice. And there's the ones that just exist around you. And I've been doing this exercise of sitting in silence for a few years now. And it's not quite contemplation or meditation, I don't think. But it's a moment of pure silence where I'm not saying anything. and I'm not trying to drown the other sounds. I just surrender to the place I'm in, be it the park, the bench, the couch, my bed, the floor, the shower, and listen to the sound of silence. Because unless you've got a fully soundproof space, you'll see that it never has this no noise, no sound, this, this void quality almost that we tend to attribute to silence. It's never quite empty. Listening to the silence regularly, committing to this art of listening. But that's another great way of building resilience. Because you're in this energy of surrender and acceptance of what's present with you this instant. And from that moment of silence, you can move to a memory visit, perhaps. I do these either at the end of the day or if it's to work through a precise memory, then I'll allocate a time to do it. It's kind of similar to the narrative exercise I was telling you about last week, because it's a moment to see the memory and accept the different narrative strands present during the scene. That's also what I mean when I say taking a step back or getting a bird's eye view. It's just taking that moment to look at the scene without any judgment and see what each actor or action is connected to. It's kind of a moment of memory, yes, but also of conversation. It's a little bit Socratic, even, because in order to get the most out of it, you have to remember that you don't know anything. Even if you've lived it, even if you're allegedly an expert in something, you don't know anything. And so when, when coming to this memory exercise, with this mindset, it opens the door for questioning. And questions are the things that keep us going and that foster path, trajectories, and inner growth. And lastly, another moment to look at during your day to build resilience daily, little by little, is cultivating a mindful moment. Is there a moment of your day where you're doing something, let's call it fairly earthly? For me, it's cooking and or self-care, depending on the mood I'm in. During some lows, well, self-care stuff meh, doesn't quite resonate as much for me anymore. What I would put under self-care for me, for example, would be journaling, going for a walk, moisturising, doing a face mask, you know, stuff like that. What would you put under self-care, actually? So when the lows 
are making it difficult to connect to that activity, I make cooking that mindful moment of my day. Because cooking is a meditation and a creating moment for me. I find it soothing, I find it grounding, and it's a nice thing you're doing. You're gifting yourself food. And that's a great gift. I'm a foodie. For me, this is a wonderful gift. And I think that's how I'd like to define that mindful moment. It's a gift to myself. It balances out the other more challenging practices. And it's a balm after the more intense or challenging exercises. Or a fuel if you're doing it after. And it's also a moment where I can just go, Hey, look, you made it through. And now this is from you to you. Or... Hey, look, you're about to do this and you're going to do great, but we need fuel. So this is a gift from you to you. What do you reckon? I'm realizing this ended up being uh, quite a personal episode, very different to come up with and very different to record. And I'm glad it's allowed me to reflect on all the little things I do daily and how much they've allowed me to build a source of energy and drive from within. Now, that source needs looking after, like most things, otherwise it tires and withers away. So, yeah, to stick to a food analogy, this is how I feed mine. And on that note, we're going to start closing this episode. We'll go into resilience and talk about endurance and sacrifice, because these two topics keep on coming up in, you know, the research I do. And I've had to sit down and face both of these a few times over the years, especially when recovering from my burnout and making targets and paths and trajectorial decisions. So we'll talk about that next week. Meanwhile, couple of things. If you'd like a session or a chat, you know where to find me. Hit the link in the episode description. Send me your thoughts on this series over on Instagram, Coffee, Twitter. Rate and review the podcast if you can. It actually helps and it's always a nice thing to read because I get to hear from you directly and that's wonderful. London people, I can do in-person sessions now in a practice by Bermondsey Station, so if you'd like an emotional release or a guidance session, hit me up and I'll book you in. And lastly, I recorded a little podcast interview for Breath Hub, which is a breathwork app that I've been doing work with for the past year. And we recorded it in December before I went home. I was sick, so I apologize for the hoarseness of the voice and the occasional cough. But it was a wonderful conversation with the incredible Nesha. And we talked about breath. We talked about neck. We talked about chocolate. Somehow, maybe I need chocolate right now. Maybe I'll go get chocolate right now. But anyway, I'll put the link to that conversation in the episode description. Let me know what you thought of that episode as well. And I am now actually gonna go get myself a chocolate because I deserve it. So here we are. Go get yourself a treat. I hope these little pieces of advice were helpful and that also gives you an insight into how you can build a resilience practice healthily throughout your day, throughout your week. If you have any questions, let me know. And in the meantime, much love to you all and I'll speak to you soon.